0: I think about that crash often. That Wednesday night in November, three years ago, when the rain was coming down in torrents, hitting the windshield with such vengeance that I half expected it to shatter the glass. I think of you on that night, in the passenger seat, staring out the window, trying to hide your tears. I think of that stupid fight, us arguing over me having to work when we were supposed to go see your parents. It wasn't worth it, and I am so incredibly sorry. I was so caught up, caught up in the rain, caught up in trying to be right, and I kept pushing you like an antagonistic child, caught up in the realization that even then, in a moment of utter sadness, you were still so beautiful. They said the man was so drunk when he crossed over the double yellow lines into oncoming traffic. He probably didn't even realize what was going on. My focus was pulled from you only by the glare of headlights, and I looked up just in time to see the impact. When the paramedics and police officers arrived, the two mangled wrecks were intertwined in the middle of the road like metal lovers in their final embrace. It was hard to tell where one vehicle ended and the other one began. They set to work immediately desperately trying to separate drivers from automobiles, blocking the road with flares and cutting our ragdoll bodies free from the wreckage. It is the cruelest fate that there, on that rain-soaked blacktop, bathed in the red and blue lights that illuminated the night sky, would be the last time that you and I ever laid together. I should have just agreed to go with you to visit your parents. (laughs) I think about how we were both rushed to the hospital, and after a little while, all the screaming about critical condition and severe blood loss began to fade into a droning murmur in the background. They wheeled us both into separate surgery rooms, and I kept trying to scream at them to go help you. I tried to beg and plead with them that I didn't want to be saved unless I knew you would be okay. I know it was selfish, but I didn't want to know a life without you in it. I tried to make them understand, but I couldn't get my mouth to work. I will never forgive myself that only one of us left that hospital alive. And the guilt weighs on me so heavy that it feels like I can't even breathe. It's been three years, and I've been at this cemetery every day, thinking about what I wouldn't give to hold you, to talk to you even just one more time. It's finally Saturday. I long for Saturdays. You only have the chance to make the drive on weekends ever since you moved away, but you should be here any minute. The seconds tick by slower and slower until each one begins to feel like an eternity. But finally, I spot your car. As I watch you get out and walk across the perfectly manicured grass, I can't help but smile because you still look as beautiful as the day that I met you. I stare as you approach my grave and lay the flowers against it, kneeling but saying nothing. After a few moments, you stand and wipe the tears from your cheeks, letting out a long breath. You place your hand on my tombstone, and I reach out to put mine on top of yours, to try and comfort you like every time before, but it doesn't work. You can't feel me. You stay for a while, and you talk to me, telling me about how work is going. That's great that they offered you a promotion, dear. You deserve it. You tell me about how you still haven't unpacked all the boxes since you moved into the new place. Because it doesn't feel right. Because it's not our home. Don't worry, my love. If anyone can turn a house into a home, it's you. You sit and talk for hours. And I savor every moment of your voice, even though you can't hear me respond. Eventually, you notice that the sun is beginning to set, and I know you have a long drive back, so you have to be going. I love you, you whisper as you slowly pull your hand away from the cold, rough stone. As you turn and make your way back to the car, I spill out with the loudest voice I can manage. I love you too, darling, but you can't hear me. The engine starts, and I watch your car back out and make for the road before fading further and further into the distance. I'll see you Saturday, I mumble to myself as the last glimmer of your taillights disappears from view, and the overwhelming silence swallows everything up again.